This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now, here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program. Brought to you by your Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, collectively known as the Caring Place. Yes, we are reaching out in a caring way to the homeless in South Florida by feeding the hungry, caring for the poor, and helping to change lives every day. I'm Marilyn Brummett. Uh, Many Sundays you hear the voice of my husband, Reverend Ronald Brummett. He is the president of the Caring Place, also known as the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. I am his wife. I'm the VP of Development here at the Mission and Centers, and that means I'm the friend raiser, the fundraiser, and I'm always meeting people and just letting them know how appreciative we are for the uh, help that we get from the community. And I always say people give of their time, their talent, and their treasure. It takes all three to really help us as we're ministering to the homeless and hungry here in South Florida, both in Miami-Dade and Broward County. You know, not only do we have centers in Broward and Miami, but we also have affordable housing in both counties. The mission has over 11 multi Uh, plex houses so when people graduate our program we do try to find housing in other ways but you know for those that fall through the cracks we do have housing and uh, we're so appreciative as our graduates are able to go into those affordable places they stay empowered because you know we have worked with them for months uh, helping them in that new empowered life they get education they have case management life skill classes and they are brought up to a level where they can go out and get a job a good paying job and also while they're learning all that they're also learning God's word and that God loves them and has a plan now that reminds me to tell you that we are in February which is heart for the homeless month in fact next week valentine's day we'll be having our heart for the homeless dinners outreaches um, at all of our centers and uh, we not only will be loving on them they're going to see decorations and and uh, volunteers will just be out they will be giving special gifts out and encouraging our guests that come from the outside that there's a program that if you would like to have real life change if you want more than just the meal the shower uh, the kind word that you can come into the program and really experience life change and be empowered to live that independent life. 
and many of them come to know the Lord um, at that same time. Uh, we're open to everybody. Uh, we don't uh, say well, you can't come in unless you're a Christian. Of course you can come in. You can not even believe in God, and we're still going to help you. But you know, we always want to love on people and let them know that God does love them. That's their choice, then, if they want to accept that. Well, we've got so much going on. You know what else is that we have an interview coming up where we're going to talk to you about a group of women called Girlfriends for Girlfriends, and they're doing a Bowling with a Heart event on February 22nd. Those proceeds are going to help abused women that are going into safe and affordable housing as well. You don't want to miss that interview and find out more about that. There, and we're also in that Mission Hope campaign. Uh, we always do this first of the year through Easter time. We give out the purple bags. They can say Mission Hope on them. And then we ask the public to fill them with hygiene products. Uh, that is deodorant, soap, uh, shampoo, uh, toothbrushes, toothpaste, all those items. We give you a flyer, let you know these are the items that we have great need of. And I just want to give a shout out that we need men's pants right now, uh, short and uh, long. So uh, sometimes when we get in a critical need where there's a certain item we need, if uh, anybody's cleaning out their closets and there's men's pants, uh, we do need that right now. So go ahead and put that in a bag. You can either drop it off or we can pick it up. Again, if you want to find the drop-off uh, places, just go to the website, caringplace.org, and you'll see the addresses there. Well, you know, we just love our volunteers as they come in. We have orientations each and every month on our campuses to give you an inside look, an inside view of um, how you can be, uh, just come alongside and help men and women. We right now have a new focus group. It's uh, going to focus on education because our education department always needs volunteers. Our education department always has needs. And so we have a new group of men and women this is going to be a co-ed focus group that's going to focus on education and help our men and women as they go through our programs that they really uh, take heart and really get through that education part now a lot of the learning is done on computers but volunteers as they come in they'll sit with sometimes those that are struggling with an issue or a problem and that one-on-one -on -one really helps them get over that hump and i've heard from our residents you know i stayed in the program because a volunteer would come faithfully you know once a week or i'd see them a couple times a month and i knew they cared and they always gave me a kind word they sat with me they helped me uh, with a division problems or whatever problem i was having i couldn't understand fractions or i was ha um, having problems uh, in english and and uh, maybe there was a uh, from you know Spanish to English or whatever it was they sat and they helped me and uh, I graduated the program hey by the way you got to save this date March 16th is going to be graduation day well our men and women who have graduated the program get to walk the stage in cap and gown 
If you have never seen this, you need to come because our men and women, as they go through the program, they really work hard to graduate. And so we celebrate with a cap and gown graduation. It's a beautiful time, March 16th. Um, that'll be uh, on a Saturday at 2 p.m. So I invite you, Marilyn Brummett is inviting you to graduation um, at the mission that'll be on our Miami campus. So that's a great date uh, to remember. And then if we go a little further into April, April 19th will be our Thanksgiving on Good Friday outreach on the street. And uh, that is the one where we need a lot of sponsorship and uh, we need a lot of volunteers. We have those that come, and they even help us raise funds during that time. Uh, and almost like a 5K run, they'll, they pay uh, a participation fee, and then they also go out and ask friends and neighbors, I'm going to be helping. I'll be washing feet. I'll be serving. You know, there's a lot of different job uh, ministry opportunities during those outreaches. So uh, get plugged in quickly once again go to caringplace.org and just click on the volunteer tab at the top right hand corner and just say i'm interested in helping the thanksgiving on good friday outreach so whatever you're interested in if you're just interested in volunteering just normally you know we're gonna get back to you invite you to a special orientation where you're gonna learn all the things that you need to know and you know as a volunteer you get a badge uh, with your picture on it it shows you what department you're helping with and our volunteers they love coming here because they know that they're helping men and women and change lives. Well, once again, we're going to have a, a great interview. I'll be interviewing uh, one of our own staff, and we'll be talking about the Girlfriends for Girlfriends Bowling with a Heart event, and you want to hear all about that, um, especially if you want to help abused women. Please stay tuned for that interview, and then later I'll be interviewing John, which will be giving his testimony of transformation in his life. So once again, don't turn that dial. We'll be back in just a moment with more Mission Possible. Well, we love to interview people um, that are making a difference. And today I have Leah with me again. I've, uh, she's helped me before because sometimes we have so many events um, on our own campuses, we really need to tell you about them. So, Leah, thank you for joining us again. And tell everybody your whole name and what do you do at the mission. Well, thanks for having me again. So, my name is Leah Siglo, and over at the mission, I am the gifts and marketing assistant. So, I handle a lot of the social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I know you guys are following us by now. So, hopefully, if you aren't, you'll bring out your phone at Miami Rescue Mission and at No One Is Homeless on Twitter. So now that, me. that no one is homeless on Twitter is no one, one the one the is number, one, number yes. one. So, so no, no number one, one is, is homeless. homeless. And that's how you find us on Twitter. Yep. And that's our vision, isn't it? At yes, the mission. It is. Yeah, that's our vision statement. Well, Leah, help me tell everybody we got two women's events that are coming oh. up. And the first one is what? So we have our Girlfriends for Girlfriends Heart for Homeless Bowling event. Well, it's the you know, bowling with, with a heart. heart. It always confuses Yeah, Heart me for the Homeless on. is the actual outreach on yes. Valentine's Day. But this is later in the month. 
on the 22nd second which is a friday and it's called bowling with, with a heart. heart yeah that's going to be a great event so normally if you guys follow us on social media you see that our gentlemen in the home run team every so often they do a home run bowling event so this is going to be the first time that our girlfriends get to go out and do a bowling event and it's going to be incredible there's a few lanes already booked up uh, last i spoke with mrs brummett around what was it 10 you were saying yeah, 10 lanes so it's going to be an incredible night there's going to be food there's going to be fun and then the women are just going to really be showed a lot of love right now because we got to show that heart and show that we care for them and this is a great fundraising event to go out have a good time and give back to the mission yeah and you know guys can come to this so you know husband and wife boyfriend girlfriend guys by themselves doesn't matter uh the tickets are fifty dollars and it does include the shoes it includes two hours of bowling and the food so we're gonna have pizza and chicken wings and soft drinks so all that'll be included uh there'll be about four to five people at each lane so right now we we know there's going to be about 10 lanes and we can even book some more uh if you'd like to help because all the proceeds are going to help abused women be empowered with safe and affordable housing that's what our girlfriends for girlfriends group um emphasizes they're helping our women transition after they leave uh, and graduate our programs going into safe and affordable housing with housing um, housewarming presents and uh, sometimes the actual house that they're going to go into as well so that's where the proceeds are going you can get your ticket where you can go online to www.caringplace.org slash you can go to g4g or you can also do slash bowl b-o-w-l Slash G for G. Yeah, slash G for G. Let's just stick with that because yeah. um, that I think that's the way we have it set up. Perfect. Caringplace.org slash G for G. And uh, it, it comes right up then the, about the bowling event. So you can get those tickets for $50. If you'd like to sponsor a lane and really give a donation that would really help this um, effort, uh, $250 will sponsor a lane. You get one ticket, and then your name will go on that lane as being a sponsor for that lane. So, yes, please, please help us. It's going to be a fun night, Friday night, February 22nd. It's going to be from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Spare Z. Did we say that? It's at the Spare Z uh, Bowling place in Davie that is on 5325 South University Drive in Davie so um, we got something else coming up what is that yes so on March 9th we are going to have our cover girls fitness fundraiser and that's a Saturday at 10 a.m. it's gonna be over in our Miami campus annex building 2031 Northwest first court and it's gonna be a very fun eat morning i guess you could say we're going to have some fitness instructors there so there's going to be some fitness classes going on some healthy alternatives so some nice smoothies and healthy appetizers and this is also for the women and children this is for the women and children coming out of domestic violence and abuse so girlfriends for girlfriends and, and the G ones that G, are so. in our program and in our program as well yeah. as they're going yeah. through the program so the cover girls they emphasize caring for the women while they're with us and girlfriends for girlfriends 
emphasized as the women transition out mm-hmm. into that safe and affordable housing. So um, both all these events are helping women and children. And if you get involved and actually become part of the group, um, it's just such a, a fun group. Cover Girls does so many different things, and they are very actively involved with our women and children. Yeah. They do a lot of hands-on projects actually with them. So what was that date again? So that is Saturday, March 9th at 10 a.m. in our Miami Center, 2031 Northwest First Court. If you're interested in purchasing tickets, feel free to visit us on Facebook, which is at Miami Rescue Mission. And we already have event pages up for this bowling event and also for the Cover Girls event. And you can go ahead and learn how to purchase your tickets if you'd want to invite people. If you can't make it but you want some of your friends to go, share our event because that is the way that we become known. The more you share, the more people know about us and the more we get assistance so if it weren't for people like you we could not do what we do and the march 9th one which is the fitness one it all they're asking is at least ten dollars but they're Mm -hmm. saying ten dollars or more so in other words if you'd like to give more it's all going to go directly to help women and children while they are with us because it does you know It does cost money to house them, and as they go through the program, we really do need that help. So um, that's $10 or Mm -hmm. more. $10 or more, and it's an incredible event. They do it at least once a year, sometimes twice, depending on the instructors, but it is incredible. Last year, we had kickboxing, Zumba. And then we had the green smoothies. But there's just so many incredible options there. Yeah, a special speaker that special talked about speaker, yes. you know, being healthy. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. So you never know what's going to come around this time. But if you do follow us on Facebook, you're going to go ahead and get announcements of the speakers. So this is kind of an incentive for you to go on now and see which one of our instructors is confirmed so if you go to facebook you can get a little sneak peek right now i don't want to spoil it because i want you to follow us so you can learn more that's great now listen but while we just have only just a few uh minute or so to talk uh, mission hope hygiene drive we're in the midst of that and uh, if people want to get connected what do they do so if you guys want to get connected one of the easiest ways that i always say is go to our website www.caringplace.org you're going to see a a big purple logo mission hope click on that and it's going to give you all the information as to how you can sign up to receive some of these purple bags or even start a hygiene drive of your own Uh, Even though you can't give, other people are going to be able to give. If you want to go ahead and start it at your school, your workplace, or even just within your community, every little bit counts and it'll go a long way. So it's a great way to get involved. We'll connect you with your community resources in Miami-Dade and Broward, and we'll get you set up on the right track to get the drive going. So the purple bags, we actually give those out. So you you can then give them out uh, to various people and say, Fill the bag with hygiene, hygiene. and mm-hmm. we give you the list of hygiene things that we need. Now, we're right now emphasizing right now a few items over mm. the rest of the hygiene items like deodorant, socks. soap, shampoo, uh, new socks. New socks. Yeah, because Some we'll be using that on the outreach on the street um, mm-hmm. in April for Thanksgiving on Good Friday. So there, there's just so many different ways that you can get involved and help. You can give of your time. You can give of your talent. You can give of your, your treasure. treasure. And, you know, the bowling event and also the fitness event, that's kind of a treasure and uh, fun. 
So I, I like that combination. Yep. Yeah, and have fun, give, and uh, you know, play with us, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and at the same time, you're giving back to really help abused women mm-hmm. and children. And let me tell you the stories that come from here as you see these women empowered and going. Uh, for their future. We just had a a kind of a Christmas party last year for those who had graduated and are out there being successful, and it was great to hear their testimonies. Well, thank you, uh, Leah, for sharing this time with me, and we'll be back with more Mission Possible in just a moment. Leanne Navarro here, the Community Development Associate for the Miami Center. Excited to have uh, with us in the studio today uh, Scott Galvin, the Director of Wellness and Community Prosperity from YWCA. How are you doing, Scott? Wonderfully on. Thank you for having me today. It's a beautiful day outside. That's right. It's a beautiful day in South Florida. Excited to have you. I We met uh, very briefly via email. Uh, you sent uh, one of your representatives to one of my events. She was so helpful. She had so much information for our guest. And I said, oh, my God, we have to do a radio interview. So tell me about w, uh, YWCA and what you guys do in the community. Sure. The YWCA in 2019 will celebrate its 100th year of activism here in Miami-Dade County. Congratulations. That's a big deal. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> very excited. Very excited. And our theme, our theme at the YW is to empower women and eliminate racism. So we are as much a social justice organization as we are a health and child services organization. Most people know us for our child care programs because we have oh, close to a, do- a dozen different locations about, uh, across Miami-Dade County where we provide uh, pre-K child education and after-school care. What we're looking to do now is expand our programs to teens and adults. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wow, that's really amazing. And what kind of education do you provide them with? At the pre-K level and the uh, early childhood after school, it's, it's basic things. Uh, and uh, not being a classroom teacher, I can't tell you what they work on every day, um, but they are already at, at dozens of different, lo- or a dozen different locations across Miami-Dade uh, talking to the little ones and getting them ready. The pre-K programs prepare them to start in the Miami-Dade County Public Schools as a kindergartner. So it's, you know, basic education. That's really amazing. That's wonderful. And what about for the adults, for the women in our community? Like you mentioned about women and, and the social service to our community. What do you do with women? What do you inform them about? Sure. Right now, we have programs for women's wellness. Um, we have programs that pay for a woman who wants to get a mammogram or who wants to go in for a cervical cancer exam, who wants to get an ultrasound done. We have programs to pay for those services at a variety of different clinics across Dade for people who either don't have any insurance or their insurance won't cover those services. So we partner with all sorts of different organizations. When they come across women in need, women of low income, they refer us, they refer them to us, and then we connect them with doctor's offices and the wellness services are all for free. 
That is really amazing. And that's the reason why the representative went to our event. We had a fitness event, uh, all full of women that were working out together and empowering each other. Also, the mothers residing at our Center for Women and Children. And your representative was actually offering those services that are so important. And you're right. If you don't have health insurance, that could be a problem because how could you afford? I mean, it's not necessarily something that is um, affordable sometimes, right? So how wonderful that you guys are helping in that regards. I mean, that's amazing. Now, for the community listening to us right now, um, how, if they're interested in either getting involved with you guys or actually getting a hold of those services that you offer, what will you tell them? How can they get in touch with you guys? Sure. Our website is the best conduit to all the information you'd want on the YWCA of Miami. The address is pretty easy to remember. It's ywcamiami.org.org. Uh, if you go there, you can see all of the different programs we offer. You can see some of the business workshops we have coming up because we have two main centers. We have one in Overtown and one in Miami Gardens, so we have a lot of different things going on. You can find a directory for staff, so you can reach out to staff members. Um, there's all sorts of things there where you can learn everything that we have going on at the YWCA. Scott, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. If anyone did not get that website, I have it here at the mission. So you can call Leanne and I'll give you uh, all the information so you can be involved or get services through YWCA. Thank you so much, Scott. You guys are amazing. Well, once again, I'm Marilyn Brummett, and I just love this part of the program. Get so many good comments that people really tune in because they want to hear the life-changing stories. And today I have a wonderful young man that's here in the studio with me. His name is John. So, John, welcome uh, for being here, and uh, thank you for even wanting to tell your story. Hello, everyone. My name is John, like Ms. Um, Ms. Brummett stated. I come from New York. I'm 24 years old. And growing up, I had great parents. I had a great childhood. I lived in a nice house, great education. And, and you know, I pretty much had everything I needed. But growing up, I, I was in the right path till about 12 years old. And at 12 years old, that's when I really came out and started doing the wrong thing. I started smoking weed. How was that? Would, would you say that was because of peer pressure? Was there some friends that were influencing you? What do you think really happened at 12? Because the parent, your, your parents were having you on the right path. So was it in school, out of school, in the neighborhood? What, what do you think really kind of influenced a 12-year-old? Well, uh, I lived in a nice neighborhood. But my parents, they own a, uh, they own a business in uh, what you could call the hood, you know, and, and the ghetto. Mm-hmm. And I went to a good school, but I started hanging around with the wrong friends in the, mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. And at 12 years old, I was like, it was more like peer pressure. You know, I didn't really want to do it, but I wanted to seem cool in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these things led me to, when I, when I was about 15 years old, I ended up getting locked up for something I did with my friends and me and three of my other friends we ended up doing five months six months a year and that was really one of the points in my life where I felt like I wanted to change but when I got out of there I just I wanted I kept doing the same thing same thing mm-hmm. and you know it was it was pretty horrible I kept using I kept smoking weed and I kept drinking pink 
painkillers, um, medication, and you know it was really stuff that I, I didn't really have no pain. I just mm. I liked the feeling, right? You know, and you know by seventeen, eighteen, I started chilling in, in the hood. And then about 19, 20 years old, I ended up getting locked up again for a different charge. This time, it was by myself. And I ended up doing three years of my life. And mm -hmm. I'm still paying for the consequences now because I'm on probation for three more years. And, you know, it's, it's this time when I was arrested, though, I felt like I felt like I really, really want to change this time. You know, I felt like I really had to change. So that three years in prison, what maybe give a little bit of, was there any good influence there? Well, you know, sometimes you got to make a good out of the bad. You got to flip the script. But, you know, them three, the first year I was there, it was kind of like I didn't really care about changing my mind. I was still in my old ways, and I was still thinking about doing everything I was doing. I was really messing up. I had a chance to do my GED, and I, I, I really screwed everything up. I didn't really do anything. I, I was getting into fights. I was getting put in a in a what we call a hole that's con, um, mm -hmm. congregation. They put you there, and I just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But you know, after a while, two after like a year and a half, I started doing my GED. I messed that up too, and I wasn't doing nothing right until like the last month when I was coming out. I just decided I had to change my life. I got a son, and. You know, I, I still haven't really seen him. i never seen him. And, you know, I want to be in his life for that point of time when he gets so, old. So how'd you find out about the mission? But we're going to go to break in just a minute. Do you have a chance to say how you found out about the mission coming out of uh, prison? Well, yeah. Uh, my my probation officer, she spoke to the guy that's in charge of the intake coordination. And he was the one that really... She was the one that really put me in the path. Two weeks before I came in the program, though, I had heard from one of the person, I, one of the people that I was locked up with. They had told me about the program because I had told them I had no way to go, and um, you know I really had no way to go because, like I said, I'm from New York and all my family is over there. So I really felt like you know I couldn't get probation, and and, and Miami Rescue Mission really opened the door for me. Okay, John, listen, don't turn that dial because we're going to be back with more of John's story, and we're going to find out as he came into the mission what really happened to John and where was the change that happened. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, we're back with John, and we want to pick up his story as quickly as we can. Um, John's story was, wow, intense for, for a young man. Uh, to have grown up in a good home but got influenced by the wrong peer pressure uh, in prison for three years. That really hurt someone so young. But there was a transition a little bit before you came out of prison, so you wanted to go someplace uh, that you could get your life changed and uh, was recommended to come to the Miami Rescue Mission. So let's pick up the story there, John. What happened as you actually entered? I mean, you come right straight from prison into the mission, so you're going to have rules in both places. So what was the difference? Well, um, you know, coming in the mission, it was, it, was a real, it was real stressful at first. You know, I had an argument with a few staff. You know, I had Mr. Terrence. I had an argument with him. And I, I I had an argument with Mr. Marlowe too, Marlon, Marlon Campbell. And, uh, you know, coming in, I wasn't really obeying the rules, abiding by the rules. And I wasn't even going for the goals that I set for myself, which was to do better. But, uh, you know, after a while, 
I got a lot of chances. Even though I was doing all these wrong things, the mission was always there for me. And the mission helped me out a lot, you know, with the... So what would you say is, you know, because, yeah, rules, rules, rules. You've come out of three years of prison and rules. Now you've come into the mission. Hey, it doesn't get any less when it comes to the rules. I guess the only difference you can say is in prison you can't go nowhere. I mean, it's the rules, and, and, and either you like it or you don't, but there's nowhere you're going. Of course, at the mission, we always say you can always leave. You know, we're protecting you from the outside, but if you, if you can't stand it and you're going to leave, you're going to leave. But you stayed. What? What? Why? Well, that's the reason. The reason. The real reason why I stood here was because I, I actually need a. At first, I was only here for the address and the probation. You know, I I need an address. So if I leave and I don't have an address, I go right back to jail. So I didn't want that to happen. But mm-hmm. after a while. I just, you know, I gained so much from this program and all the all the knowledge I gained from the program and all the great staff we have in our program. And, you know, everything and me finding God, which was something that I never really, I never really, to be honest, I never really cared about God or who's God, you know. But now it's like, you know, I feel like me transitioning and finishing the program, the Alpha 16, um, the 16-week training program, mm-hmm. discipleship program, it's like, you know, it helped me change my mind to do better and to try to do positive in my life, make my family proud. And, you know, and, and here in the mission, they help you with all of that. They give you all the tools that you need to progress and keep doing the right thing. Now, uh, was you able, had you finished your GED while you was in prison, or are you doing that while you're here? I know we, you're at the education center. How does that work? Okay, um, I, I did not finish my GED. But now I finished the education center and I finished CES class and and now I feel like uh, I'll be starting school. Um, mm. I'll be starting school this month, the twenty eighth. Wow, praise f- God! I feel so good about all the changes that God put in my life, and I feel like God is just setting all these mm. all these different blocks so I could just go ahead and take off. You, you have know? an idea what you want to do after you finish school? What what career path you want to make? Well, right now I'm I'm, I'm start go to um I want to be an electrician. Okay. So that's fantastic. Know. Yes. So that's what I'm going to full school now. The 28th. It's amazing how <laughs> I finish out for the 24th and then the 28th I'll be starting school. So wow. you know I feel real good about myself. Well, if anybody's listening, you say I wonder what Alpha is. It's called the Alpha Regeneration Program here, and uh, as the once come through the program, they go through the education center. They, um, if they really want that transition in their life, they go into Alpha Regeneration. It's a change of the mind, 16 week class, and uh, you really find there is where we really see the men really change and take hold of empowerment to go on in life. John, it's an amazing story. We want to hear more from you. Uh, in the future and we'll maybe have you back on to tell more once you start school so thank you for sharing your story uh, with our listeners today John thank you for having me well I hope you did enjoy the testimony the story of John's transformation you know each of these stories they really touch your heart as you realize as people go through really terrible experiences in their life. Uh, Sometimes it's caused because of bad choices, and sometimes life uh, just throws you a curveball. So 
We don't judge people as they come into the mission, whatever has caused, you know, their issue has caused homelessness. We just say, come on in, you know, let us begin to get your physical needs met first. And then we just begin to love on you. And then we look at your education needs and your life skill needs. And they really begin to feel there is hope. I can go on. Maybe it's not the end of the road for me. And some that come even from prison, can you imagine? They really do feel maybe, uh, you know, I've just messed up too much in life. But no, if you're breathing, there is still hope. If you're breathing, there's still hope. And we say hope begins with a meal here at the mission because many times as people come to us, they are hungry. And as they come in to get that delicious first meal, and then we begin to tell them, and they might come several times and time after time, and as they come, they hear about the programs that they can enroll in, and they do find that help and hope. And we also need hygiene. Remember, we're in the Mission Hope Hygiene Drive right now. We'll give you those purple bags, and you fill it with hygiene. We need this every day as we're giving showers, and uh, people are coming in as guests and our residents because we have a lot of beds uh, here at the Mission. That means a lot of people are here, and they reside here. So we have those from the outside, and we have the residents. So always, always, always need hygiene products. So right now, I think we're in a kind of a short supply of deodorant. So even though we need all kinds of um, hygiene products, deodorant is, is a big one. So if you could put a few extra of those in the bag, that would be wonderful. And uh, clean underwear and new socks. Uh, that is also a need. And men's pants. Uh, short and long, and we have a little shortage of men's pants. So if you're cleaning out those closets and uh, you have uh, men's pants, we would love to receive that. We, we take all clothing, women, men, children, uh, but sometimes we just have an extra need for particular items. So we can always tell you that you, if you're doing a drive, a clothing drive, or any kind of a drive, uh, you can go to our website, caringplace.org, and just say that you're putting together a drive. Tell us what kind. And uh, we can tell you what those special items in that category that we have more of a need of maybe than another. So that does help us a lot. So we believe in planning and being strategic. So you could help us by doing a mission Hope Drive, that's our hygiene drive, and uh, we'll, we'll be using that throughout the year. We've got Heart for the Homeless coming up on Valentine's Day. That's our big outreach on that day, and people are going to be loved on. There's going to be decorations. Volunteers will be here serving. And uh, then in March, don't forget, March 16th, save that date, um, is our graduation. So don't forget that. That's the graduation of our men and women who have gone through our programs, and they get to graduate with cap and gown. They've worked very uh, many months to get their life back on track and empowered to be successful, and that's what we uh, pray for here at the mission in our centers, that people go out and they are successful and they got that hand 
up. They didn't just get a handout. They truly got a hand up. And then in April, we'll be doing Thanksgiving on Good Friday out on the streets, and that's on April 19th. So once again, thank you so much for listening to Mission Possible. Hopefully my husband will be back on air uh, next Sunday morning at 8.30. So God bless you, and always be ready to tune in to listen every Sunday morning to Mission Possible, the good news program. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.